0: Because I I just want to talk to you about an unconventional approach to Christmas. I know that we usually go into Isaiah and we talk about, you know, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. You know, and the government shall be upon his shoulders his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I know we usually go into Emmanuel, God with us. I know that we usually go into the story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus and his birth and no room at the inn. And that's become conventional and it is true all the way. It is 100% true. But I want you to know that this goes further. Much further than one morning. It goes further than when an angel appears to Mary. It goes back further than the immaculate conception. It goes back to time infinitum to eternal purpose. It goes, that's why it can't be juxtaposed next to an obese man in a red suit. That's why it cannot be correlated with 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 a with a reindeer with an abscessed nose that's why it cannot be juxtaposed to a tree that has tinsel and which represents another God in the book of Jeremiah 10th chapter that tree decked with tinsel silver and gold represents another God we can't put him on the same plane he is God he is our salvation he will not share his glory with another nor do we celebrate him by erecting an idol oh no 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 And I know that there are people that have differing opinions but that means that you need a different bible for the bible gives us instruction and if we are going to acknowledge him we must acknowledge him divinely we must acknowledge him based on his glory and who he is we must acknowledge him and depict the true essence of how this thing called salvation came to be his birth is inextricably linked to his death for he was born to die so the Christmas and resurrection are really one for it was all about salvation we got a little jacked up when we became religious we became a little convoluted when we became religious and dumbed down the true relationship we became like the Pharisees we became like the Old Testament keepers of the law we became traditional and forgot the true divine essence of really what happened sometimes our tradition gets us messed up and we become a part of society And then we waste time spending monies that we cannot recoup. We waste time trying to keep up with the tradition of the season. And we forget the reason of the season. We feel compelled, we feel stressed, we feel pushed and constrained to become a part of the commerciality to go out and find the bargains and find the appropriate gift for the appropriate person and we're forgetting that the only appropriate person is Jesus is the only appropriate person to put that much effort into is the one who came down to save mankind it really is all about so sometimes our, 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 our religious beliefs kind of kind of overshadow the true essence of the relationship and how this whole thing started in the book of Hebrews the 10th chapter I'm gonna go there and that seems a little strange but I'm gonna to go to Hebrews the, first ch- the 10th chapter starting from the first verse and it simply says the law Is only a shadow of the good things that are coming the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming the law only kept us occupied until the true manifestation came hallelujah the law was symbolic And it was just to give us the principles until the principal person came. Oh God help me today. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. It's not the reality themselves. Hallelujah. For this reason it can never by the same sacrifices repeated over and over endlessly year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship in other words the keeping of the law every year had to be done specifically traditionally methodically every year in order for man to have pardon but it was not enough the keeping of the law every year was not enough. The endless rituals, the killing of the, of the animals, the offering of the of the breads—it was not enough. It was not enough to help us that drew close in worship. If it was enough, otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? They would still be offered today if it was enough. For the worshipers would have been cleansed once and for all if it were enough. And would no longer have felt guilty for their sins if it were enough. If it were enough. But those sacrifices are on annual reminder. It's an annual reminder of sin. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats and lambs and and shoe bread offerings to take away our sins. This is where I want to go. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. That's my Christmas story, a body God prepared before the foundation of the world. There was a lamb before the first let there be that was slain before the world began. He was already allocated for the sacrifice. Before God made man in his image, the lamb was already prepared because God did not find out about Adam's sin after he sinned God knows the end from the beginning God knows the end from the beginning and God had set in place redemption for man before man was made the Bible said in the book of Revelation that the Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world meaning that there was an allocation and a predestination of the, the 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 god himself coming down and wrapping himself up in spermozoa a body thou has prepared god wrapped himself up in a protein wiggly tail sperm a body thou has prepared i'm telling you this thing was not done as the book of acts said he said this thing wasn't done in a corner this was something that was divinely contrived, com- combinedly, I mean divinely put together. Are you hearing me? And he, this great God of all creation, this great God who fills all things, this great God who is omnipotent, he doesn't have power, he is power. This great God according to, according to the predestined time, Wrapped himself up. After forty-two generations, wrapped himself up into a sperm. Biologically, it takes one hundred million sperm to contest, and to pen- pen- and only one can penetrate the egg. But it has to contend with a hundred million other sperm. That's if it's done by human copulation but this thing was not done by human means. For this girl was a a preteen virgin who had never been touched by a man who lived in a place called Nazareth. Her name meant sorrow, Mary, sorrow, bitterness, sorrow. Hallelujah and then one day or she one day God himself stands up from off of his throne wraps himself up in to a microscopic sperm microscopic sperm this God who fills everything that there's nowhere to go to flee from him he consumes all of existence But his omnipotence gives him to wrap himself up into a biological, microscopic sperm. And the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Holy Spirit. This this sperm is filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all are not hearing me. And the angel Gabriel takes this thing and the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary and and then he's told Step, step out from the invisible veil and come into the realm of man. And Gabriel steps out from the invisible world, presents himself to this virgin girl and says hail Mary. In other words, we celebrate you, Mary. Chosen vessel, hail Mary, full of grace. For the Lord is with thee. Y'all don't hear me. For the Lord is with thee. He hails Mary. And then he explains to this young preteen damsel. He explains to her what's going on he said now you are a child of prophecy for we spoke to Isaiah and said a virgin shall be with child hundreds of years before you got here we spoke about you a virgin shall be with child and that holy thing that you're carrying right now you can't even name it you can't name him because he's been given a name He already has been identified you shall call his name Yeshua you shall call his name Yeshua Jesus for that name Yeshua Jesus means salvation you shall call his name salvation for he shall save his people from their Sin. Can't name him after your boyfriend because there is an assignment that that one sperm induced into the egg must perform. There is a body prepared. Hallelujah. There is. A body that has been prepared to enter into the world legitimately. For God has shown up in time past in different forms as Christophanes and, and Theophanes. He's shown up and took on full flesh so that the image could be seen. But it wasn't genuine and he didn't have authority. For only the flesh, the human man has authority on earth he could talk to Moses but he couldn't do anything until Moses obeyed because he gave the authority to Moses the Egyptian army is behind you they're coming to kill you, the Red Sea is in front of you but I can't move until you move because you have authority humanity has authority on earth I can't move until you stretch out your rod and release me I don't hear anybody here Joshua you're about to lose the war. What are you gonna do? Sun stand still. I can't do anything till you make the command Sun stand still moon don't come up and immediately God moves because man has the authority I don't hear anybody here And when God gave man the authority at creation He made him the controller of the earth and all that happens in the earth with the fish in the sea and the fowl in the air and the animals and the beasts and even the insects that creep upon the earth everything is under man's dominion so salvation had to come through man for sin entered the world through man so there must be a second Adam that comes into the earth and takes on humanity he cannot do it through divinity, he must do it through humanity in order to be legal oh my time is running out in order to be legal, he had to take on humanity that's why satan has no control he can only use human beings because he cannot come through unless it's through humankind y'all don't hear me and if it comes through illegally we've got the power to bind that up somebody praise God that's not a part of the Christmas message that's just we got the power to bind that up hallelujah we've got the power to bind up what is illegal we'll but Jesus comes down and he must now come legally and take on this world legally he must be human not in the form of man he must come as man his body must be legal it must come through the cycle that God created hallelujah man's got to be born of a woman hallelujah I'm getting excited about the message and Gabriel depicts to Mary what is taking place and she says be it unto your handmaiden as you've spoken hallelujah six months earlier that same angel Gabriel visited her second cousin old lady by the name of Elizabeth who could not have any children but there had to be a forerunner so God does things methodically And one day Elizabeth sitting down got a visitation from the same angel. Gabriel shows up to her and tells about the boy that's about to be born. The prophet that he is. Hallelujah. And and she said, well at least let me name it after my husband's people. He said, no, no, no. (laughs) His name's going to be John. (laughs) God has this thing planned out. His name's going to be John. Her husband heard about it, Zach Rice heard about it, and he laughed. How in the world is this going to happen? I'm 127,000 years old. And she right behind me. He said, because you did not believe and you laughed at it, you're going to be mute until that baby's born. And for nine months, her husband couldn't open his mouth. and after Gabriel visits Mary Mary runs to her second cousin Elizabeth and she says hey Elizabeth and as soon as she said hey Elizabeth the baby in Elizabeth started to worship and the Bible said and he was filled with the Holy Ghost John was filled with the Holy Ghost in the belly of his mother Elizabeth and Elizabeth looked at Mary and said blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of your womb I'm trying to get through this I only got 10 more minutes to go blessed is the, a body thou has prepared that body gestated in the belly for nine months taking on human flesh taking on human tissue becoming biologically sound hallelujah taking on the physiological taking on the essential human attributes except for the blood I'm about to lose my mind he takes on everything from eye color to complexion to hair texture to appendages he takes on every bit of mankind except for the blood pastor how can you say that The medical society in the room will bear this out. The bloodline comes from the father. Am I right? Am I right? Doctors, uh, nurses. The bloodline comes from the father. The paternity dictates the bloodline. Hallelujah and oh God man I'm sorry and if the bloodline comes from the father and this was the makeup of God then the bloodline that Jesus carried was not A or A positive or A negative it was not B it was not A B positive it was not old it was divine a body a body thou hast prepared it was so divine that not a drop of it could be shed before its time because it was so efficacious that that bloodline in that baby can take away the sins of the whole entire world of past present in future somebody appreciate this This is not a fairy tale that has been reiterated throughout the years. This is showing you that the work of God begins from afar off. God starts work afar off, afar off. The baby gestates in the womb. Joseph marries Mary. God reveals to him that she ain't been cheating on. This is a holy thing. At nine months, he takes his, his, his teenage bride and, and he goes into Jerusalem because it's time for the census. And while they're going there, the contractions begin because she's close to the place of prophecy. You can only give birth in the place of prophecy. Somebody caught that. When you get to the place that God prophesied that you would manifest and he would manifest through you, you go into contractions, you deliver. And I'm I'm trying to tell you, that's why you got to, you got to make sure you stay where you're planted because that place of prophecy is imperative for you to get and to be who God's called you to be. If you run from it, you'll never give birth. But if you run into it, you will give birth to who God's called you to be. And your finest days are in your place of prophecy. Your finest days are in your place of, I'm talking to somebody and you're catching it in the spirit. Some of you don't understand, but there are some of you that are catching this in the spirit. When you get to the border of your prophetic, God will show himself in you. And the closer that they got, the closer that they got to Jerusalem, once they got into Jerusalem, the contractions begin. And as they're going to try to find a hotel to stay for the consensus, there are no hotels. God shut the door of every hotel. Of every tavern of every inn he shut the door because everyone had come from all around to be there for the census and there was no room on that night there was no room and God shut those doors purposely because the prophecy said it cannot be in Jerusalem they were looking for hotel in Jerusalem it could not be in Jerusalem The prophecy was in Bethlehem, Judea and they had to cross over the Jerusalem borderline going into Judea, into Bethlehem and there were no hotels there available and they found one barn, one house that had a barn, one house that had a barn. Out of all of the domiciles, out of all of the places of residence, there was only one house that offered their barn. And they went in because the baby's cresting now. The water is broken and now it's time to bring forth this child. They're in the barn and they, they, they have no preparations. There is no bed. There is no sanitary hygiene they are in there with the cows lowing and the sheep bleeding and, and they're dealing with the chickens and they're dealing with all the camels and they're dealing with the dung and the urine and the hay and they have to go find a feeding trough and take all of the encrusted food out of the feeding trough and try their best to wash it down to make it sterile enough Because this must be the only place that the baby lies. And they take hay, put it in as a mattress. Trying to find hay that's not been utilized and urinated on or defecated on. And put it in as a mattress. Then they take cloth and put it over the hay. They take strips. Strips of cloth. They tear strips of cloth and wrap the baby up. As it comes out the matrix. Wrap it up tightly. They called it swaddling clothing. To wrap it up so tightly. That it feels like it's still in the womb. Cover its head. Lay it on this. Smelly. Smelly. Hay. Wash it off in the water. From well. Lay the baby there. why would god allow this christ to be born in such a a meager and feeble and and, and low way why would he allow the king of all kings and the lord of all lords to be laid in such a meager meager fashion? Well, the Lord told me years ago, Donnie, that's because animals are born in barns and he is the lamb. He is the lamb of God. He was born. Every animal in that barn was born to be killed. Every animal in that barn was born to die. From the oxen, hallelujah, to the sheep, to the Every animal in that barn is born to die. And thus Jesus is born in that barn. Somebody praise God, born to die. Born to die, born to die. What a wonderful savior. Nobody knows he's there, but the animals and the mother and father, mother and stepfather. Nobody knows he's there. And as shepherds are sitting by their fireside, watching the sheep that are asleep, all of a sudden, the sky, the black heaven sky bursts with the light of heaven. And these shepherds see angels, millions of angels flying back and forth, celebrating, celebrating, celebrating what the world doesn't even know has entered into the world. Celebrating. The shepherds are terrified. As one beautiful angel flies down, he says don't be afraid, we're just celebrating because unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, get up from here and go and worship him and he's saying the same thing today, get up from here and go worship him, he's saying get up from your comfort and go worship him, salvation has come, get up and go worship him, give him your all because he's given his all get up and go worship him he that is born king he that is born king I'm, I'm trying my best to get through this he is born king so down. let me finish this. I got two minutes he's born king and the news goes out, and the star kind of sets over the you know, and these these astronomers who happened to be magi, it wasn't three kings. The society has dumbed this thing down. We three kings of Orient ah be still liars. They were a magi caravan who studied the stars and understood the prophecy you don't hear what I'm saying and at the birth of Jesus something shifted from BC to AD time stopped with him and started all over again I'm about to lose my mind he just showed me that time stopped with him and started all over again and these magi follow they follow for two years they follow and when they find him when they find him they have come prepared not just to see this anomaly but they know who he is how can you say that because they brought gold frankincense and myrrh y'all don't have to koshe, gold to represent his divinity frankincense that represents prayer the sweet-smelling savor myrrh to represent his death that he would be rubbed down with y'all don't hear what I'm saying they had an understanding they had an understanding they had an understanding they had an understanding I'm like oh God help me they had an understanding they understood and they worshipped him kings do not bow before kings it is just the protocol of royalty kings do not bow before kings hallelujah hallelujah but when they got into the presence of this two-year-old boy when they got into the presence of this two-year-old they bowed down and worshipped but before they got there Herod heard that there was a caravan of kings that were coming through a caravan of kings and he stopped them and said listen fellows What are you doing here? He said, we're here. We're here to see the child that was born king. Nobody is born king. You're born prince. But nobody is born king. I'm about to lose it. I'm about to. I'm not going to cry. Nobody is born king. But they said, we're here to worship he who was born king. Herod got nervous and he said, well, when you find out where he is, come back and tell me so I can go and worship him. Because he planned to kill him because this was his replacement in his mind. My time is up. I got to stop. I got to stop. When they worshiped him, Turned back around and the Holy Spirit told that's why you know that they were righteous men and the Holy Spirit told them go back home another way and they took a different route to go home and never saw Herod again So Herod sends out a word. Well, it's been two years. Kill all of the male children, two years old and under. All the Hebrew male children, two years old and under. Kill them. And they have to take the baby down to Africa. Africa's in the Bible. Africa's the start of the Bible. And they take the baby down to Africa and they hold him there until the scourge is over. and then began the journey of salvation.